This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. It is our number three of the G-Bag Nation here on 105 to the Fan. We're in a field side suite right behind home plate. It's actually kind of below uh, the, the field level, which is a pretty freaking sweet. You see these suites on, on television behind a home plate. That's where we're broadcasting from right now as the Rangers' annual awards will take place this evening out there in the outfield. The World Series trophy is at our broadcast position right now. You can probably see it on our webcam. And in about 20 minutes, we're going to talk with the Rangers' chief revenue officer, Jim Cochran. And uh, we'll we'll talk to him about everything going on here from his perspective as the greatest offseason in Texas Rangers history continues here on 105.3 The Fan, your home of the World Series champs. And Jim brought us some beautiful gifts. Some wonderful wor- sure World Series hats and this this pullover, and we can't thank the Rangers enough for taking such great care of us whenever we find ourselves uh, here at the yard. All right, uh, joining us now here on 105.3 The Fan is a Pro Football Hall of Famer. He is an eight-time Pro Bowler, a four-time All-Pro. He played 13 seasons for the Chicago Bears, and uh, he's on courtesy the Invited Celebrity Classic presented by Choctaw Casinos and Resorts. It's Brian Erlacher here on 105.3 The Fan. And a good afternoon, sir. How the heck are you? Great. Man, I forgot y'all won the World Series. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Y'all were talking about, I'm like, well, the Rangers, and it's awesome. Like, they beat the Diamondbacks here in Arizona. That's a, yeah. yeah, I totally forgot about that. Congrats. That's amazing. Thank you. Thanks, man. It, it is a special time here in, in DFW. Uh, now, you, you are a fan of at least one DFW team, aren't you? Aren't you a pretty good Cowboys uh, fan? Yes. Man, so disappointed again. Yeah, and it was the, yeah, to the this, freaking Packers. This is Brian. our year. I mean, what this the is hell? Our, I know of all things, man. You come at home loss. We don't lose at home. We because I'm, you know, I'm a fan, so I'm. It's yep. we uh, yeah. at home. Eight and zero, nine zero this year. Score like seventy points a game, and then that happens in the playoffs. I was shocked. I was disappointed too. But there's always next year. Yes, sir. Yes, we we always do have that to comfort us at a time like this. Now, uh, Brian, as a, yeah. as a great middle linebacker, what did you think about the Cowboys' use of safety so much once they had injuries there at linebacker? They didn't have the depth to put actual linebackers out oh. there. What do you think about that plan? It just decimated. You know, it's hard to put, put a safety in the box versus the run. You know, they're undersized. They don't know the fits as well. They do a good job when they're coming downhill uh, when they're playing free safety or strong safety, but it's hard to throw a safety in there on a run down or, you know, any down and, and expect them to, to get off a block from all alignment or even sit properly. So it's tough. You know, they did what they had to do. They just got decimated on the defensive side of the football. You know, Layton went down, um, just bad injury. And, you know, obviously Diggs went down early, early. Uh, they had a pretty good player step up there. Deron Bland did a decent job there, though. Is he defensive player of the year? Ooh. Man, that's a that's – a... Close he's got to be. Right he set, a, he set an NFL record. What, what yeah, he did. He, did. he, he sure did. Yeah. Yeah, because sure you know someone set the sack record a few years ago. They were like six and ten, but they got their thing because they set the sack record. So it should be the same way. 
and they were right. a good defense this year, so he should get it. So, I mean, obviously Mike is also a finalist there, and, and we talked about this oh, during yeah. the season with the Cowboys having issues and are, are, were thin at linebacker. What do you think he should be doing moving forward? Do you like him just rushing the passer all the time, or should they be playing him more off-ball, traditional linebacker? It's it's hard to say because he can play anywhere, right? You can put him at stand-up. You can put him down lineman. I mean, he's such – it's it's hard to say. I mean, I think you can put him anywhere, and he's going to do great. But I think the closer he is to the football, the better. The more chances he has to get to the quarterback, the better off the defense is. Um, I haven't seen him off the ball very much, so I don't know how, you know, reacting like an outside backer or, or a middle linebacker, I'm not sure what he would do. But you're right, with the injuries they had this year, he might have been a bad option. But then you lose his, that, you know, the pass rush ability he has from the line of scrimmage, so it's tough. Hey, Brian, when you, when you watch uh, offenses in the NFL operate now, uh, you know, you played in a, an area, and not, not that too far removed from this, though, when you watch, mm-hmm. how would you have prepared for some of these, like the Shanahan offenses and, and things like that, with so much crossers and tight end play and all that? How, yeah. how would Brian Urlacher prepared for that every week? So I'm just going to go back to what I was taught under Coach Smith. We play cover two probably a lot of the time. You know, that way you pass off the crossers, and they have their adjustments too when they see zone coverage. But it just made it so much more simple for us when we played cover two. There were some weaknesses versus the run. But you're not swapping guys off. You're not. You're not checking. You know. You're not seeing guys running wide open because guys aren't trying to swap off the, you know, the, the man routes. They're not trying to pass them off, which we didn't do anyway. We just whoever you had, you had. You didn't pass them off. You didn't cut them to a linebacker. You didn't cut them free to a safety. If you had the guy, he was your guy wherever he went. So you wouldn't see a lot of guys running free versus our defense. But I feel like cover two solves a lot of problems. I wish more teams would do it, especially in third and long. They get you know they play covered. They play quarters or they play they even play man in third and twelve and long. I just don't I don't understand it. Cover two's always been a great defense for those situations. Brian, you follow the Cowboys as you're talking about as a fan though. You had to be impressed. You you played with teams that turned over got that turned over offenses quite a bit. When Peanut you, Tillman, baby. Yeah, I mean oh, yeah. the mindset yeah, about that was that something that is that something that is it is that was a training camp mindset or was that you guys were just such badass players and you knew just to go for the <laughs> football? That was an all-the-time mindset, not just training camp. During the season, sure. if there was a ball on the ground, no matter if it was an incomplete pass, a fumble, it didn't matter. You may, our, our thing was make the refs make a call, right? So sure. if you pick it up and start running with it, make them blow their whistle. Now with all the damn replays they have, they're going to get it right. Or they, oh, I shouldn't say that. They're going to get it close to pretty right <laughs> most of the time. But, you know, we it's always make them make a decision. But the mindset was to get the football. So once we had the tackle secured, and now you see guys just punching it no matter what, right? They got, they're so good with the peanut punch. If they don't even secure the tackle, they just go in there and punch it out. But our, our thing was, at least in my mind, says, get them on the, get the, the tackle secured, and then here comes the posse to come get the ball out. That was our thing. And if the ball was on the ground, no matter if it was an incomplete pass, whatever, ball blown dead, we're picking it up and running with it. Hey, Brian, I, I, was, a, I was a former NFL scout. I, I worked for the Packers. So I, I've saw it. Well, I remember when you came out of college at New Mexico. I've yeah. never seen a guy your size return punts. Hmm. I mean, we were trying to, we were, and that was one of the things when we were in the draft room and we're talking about you as a player and like, and and the scout goes, this guy returns punts too. I mean, you were kind of like the Micah Parsons of your time doing all these things. We, uh, that's how bad we were. I was returning punts. (laughs) (laughs) You were like a strong safety linebacker. No, I mean, mean, you did everything. You did everything. So I returned kicks and punts in high school. So it wasn't that big of a deal for me to go out there and catch them. And I, just, you know, I caught him and I ran straight forward. That was my move. I didn't, you know, I think my longest return was like 48 yards my senior year. That's my junior year. I didn't return as many because we had a guy that could go back there and catch him. But yeah, you know, I just, 
I know I was pretty reliable catching the football, and then I just ran downhill. So you know, it was good ball possession and keep the ball. Uh, that was that was my goal. And the same way when I NFL when I got a pick or something, I just try to get out of bounds or you know not not fumble. That was my thing. Brian Erlacher with us here on the fan. Okay, so who's the linebacker you watch now and you're most in awe of? Micah. Micah's unbelievable. Uh, TJ Watts the same way, but it's hard because they're rush guys, right? They're not. They didn't right. do what like they they weren't off the ball, but. Um, you look at the two linebackers in Tampa, Devin White and uh, Levante David. Those are good football players. Um, gosh, some other guy, uh, Warner in um, yeah, in San Francisco, Van Brand, yeah, he's pretty damn good as well. He had a good season. There, there's um, it's hard now because the game is so different. They want the it's the smaller guys. It's six feet, six one, two twenty five, two twenty that can run that play off the ball now because the game has changed so much. It's not as much of a running game as it used to be. Brian, this might be a bit of a loaded question because when you're looking at these offenses now and something that Dan Quinn's defenses struggled with was the motion offenses and something that San Francisco does so well, the Lions do it really well with their rushing scheme. For you as a middle linebacker having to read, react, diagnose, what are some of the the challenges and the keys to having defensive success when you go up against those offenses? Number one is know what's your key is pre-snap. As long as your key doesn't change, like all the other stuff is eye candy as far as I'm concerned. You see all these guys crossing the ball? So our key as a linebacker was either the fullback or the tailback. That was it. Wherever he goes, I go. The other stuff is all window dressing and whatever. It may affect the safeties. But for us, wherever that fullback stepped or wherever the tailback stepped, that's where we went. It didn't matter what all the other stuff was. Unless it was um, zone, we may have to change some gaps a little bit. But it, it was simple for us. To, I mean, it, it may be a little – even Miami. How about the stuff Miami does as well with all their motion? Yeah. Um, I think it's the Shanahan thing as well. But, yeah, I mean – we we just you know you know your key every play and read your key. I think that takes you to the football and you get caught up in all. That's why they do it, right? To make you change your your mindset or look at different things uh, to get you off key. But if you know your key and read your key, you should be fine. How how much more confusing is that for a defender? I mean, obviously, what what sets you apart is your awareness, your recognition, and, and then your physical greatness as well. But I mean, for average guys, is it worth it to to rep all of that extra motion for maybe a play or two a game where where uh, you know you trick the defenders? Yeah, I think it's worth it. You know, you, the problem is it happens so fast. You know, you see McCaffrey just one guy takes a false step on a D as a D end or even a safety not filling the gap. And he's creasing you down the middle of the field, right? So, and even the, and then you got the play action coming off of it. You know, they got a guy, they got Kittle coming behind the play action. So, I think you have to practice as much as you can. Um, it's so hard this late in the season to get everything in because the guys are tired. Number one, uh, I know it's a big game, but you you practice all season long. Your body's worn down. So, I guess you just get more film study. But I, I do think it helps to practice it. Hey, uh, Brian, it, it, you followed legends. In, in Chicago, when you, Dick Buckus and then Mike Singletary and all that. And, you know, you're one of the all-time greats to play in Chicago at, at that position. What was it like with for you? And, and you know, and, and I'm sure you had interactions with those guys. Uh, did, you know, here in Dallas, yeah. they have the 88s. You know, they, they kind of pass oh, yeah. along that. Did, did Dick Buckus and Mike Singletary, did they pass along those bare you know, tradition middle linebacker things to you? So I met both of them my rookie year, and we lost Buckus last year. It was tough, you know. He 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 was I, I was closer to him than I was to Mike. I just don't Mike and I don't um, I don't talk to him as much. And sure, um, Buckus was not scared to say what he was thinking. He was very very open yeah. with his thoughts. Uh, he was a smart ass. I I enjoyed being around him. He was fun. But when I played, 
you know, it, it was kind of hard because the media compared me to them early on. My first, second year, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? These dudes are in the Hall of Fame. I played 20 games, and you guys are putting me in their category. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to me either. Um, so I got better at my career. But I, I, early on, it was kind of awkward for me to, to kind of be mentioned in the same sense as those two guys because it wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't close to their to their status at that time. You know, I feel better about it now, obviously. But back then, it was kind of awkward. And I, I think, you know, coming from their point of view, it was probably kind of a slap in the face to them too. But who's this young kid? They're saying as good as we are. You know, it just it wasn't fair to them, and uh, at the same time, it wasn't fair to me either. It's Brian Orwalker here with us in the fan. I'll keep that in mind when I'm talking with young superstars, Brian. Thank you for that perspective. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, it was not fair to either side, right? Because I yeah. mean, they may remind you of somebody, but man, those guys were pretty darn good before them. Yes, sir. Okay, so some big names at the Invited Celebrity Classic, including our Tony Romo yes. and Pudge Rodriguez and Albert Pujols, Greg Maddox, John Smoltz. Man, you got them all out there. Some great golfers. I mean, obviously they're Hall of Famers of what they played professionally, but they're uh, pretty darn good golfers. It's a fun event. we got the Champions Tour guys with us, some Hall of Famers from them as well. Uh, good three-day tournament there. Uh, but kind of stressful for us, uh, quote-unquote celebrities playing um, with, with crowds out there because they're never safe, but it's, it's a good tournament. <laughs> I, I can definitely relate to man. that anxiety. I see. I yeah. would just hit houses. You guys yeah. actually hit about hitting people. Yeah. Brian, are you in Arizona yeah, you right it. now? Are you in Arizona? Is that you where know, you're living? Yes, Arizona. Yes. So you, are you a desert mountain? Are you play all those courses out there? That's no, you... I, put, I live down in the South Valley, which is a little bit quieter than Scottsdale oh, okay. area. I have played all those courses up there. But I'm a member at Mesa Country Club, Seville, oh. which is invited an invited course as well. So. Uh, used to be club court, now it's invited. But yeah, so I remember down here in the in the southern part, slumming it down here in the south. <laughs> What's your Super Bowl matchup? Oh man, um, I'm going with the, the underdogs, man. I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm going with the Lions. Ooh, how weird is it? I, I was the not Lions impressed the championship with the, game. I know I was not impressed really with um, the the Niners won, but I wasn't impressed with their defense last week. I, I don't know. There's something about they, they didn't look the same, and then. The Lions can score in bunches. I know their defense has, is probably their, their their soft spot, but they can score in bunches. So I think uh, I hope they surprise some people because I think they uh, they can do it. And, you know, Mahomes. It's hard for me to bet against Mahomes. I know Lamar is the MVP and they're at home, but until someone beats Mahomes in the playoffs, or, you know, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna ride with him. And I'm with you on that one. Here he is, Brian Erlacher, Hall of Famer, noted Cowboys fan as well. We salute you for coming on. And we, we'll invite you to this, this Rangers fanmanship if you want as well because we're looking pretty dang good for this year too. Come aboard. Are they, good? they got everyone coming back? Yeah. We're, and running, then we're running it back, a, Brian. We're going for back-to-back. I'm a, I'm a Braves guy. I grew up watching uh, TBS in the summer and WGN oh, with the go. Cubs. And I was kinda, yeah, there I kinda, you go. You just need an I American went to the Braves team. After, Rangers can be your yeah, new team. Well, no. Oh, you're right. They're both. You're right. Okay, I'll do that. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Welcome I aboard. No problem. That's easy. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We'll see you out at the golf tournament. All right, guys. Take care. There he goes. Brian Erlacher uh, uh, brought to you by the Invited Celebrity Classic uh, presented by Choctaw Casino and Resorts. And there's going to be uh, free tickets. Uh, are are available. You just have to go online to claim them, and you'll be out there. Uh, uh, top PGA Tour champions: VJ Singh, Retief Goosen, Justin Leonard, Colin Montgomery, and all those uh, you know DFW and nationwide really yeah. mega sports celebrities going to be out there uh, hacking it around. 
Okay, uh, when we return here in the G-Bag Nation, of course, it'll be time for Zach Wolchuk's Top 10 at 420. And uh, we'll talk with Jim Cochran, Chief Revenue Officer of your Texas Rangers, about that perspective on where the Rangers are and where they go from here. That's coming up next in the G-Bag Nation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guacamole the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back. It is the g Back Nation. We're here at the Globe on your home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. We're about to be joined by a special guest. Segment's brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one has been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817 Go online to truckwreck.com. And joining us now is a lifelong Rangers fan. He is a Tolo and he happens to be the chief revenue officer of your Texas Rangers, Jim Cochran, here on 105 Through the Fan. And a good uh, afternoon. Thanks for having us to the yard. Yeah, thanks for having us out. I, I like how you use the term special loosely there. Well, shoot. <laughs> I mean, we've been looking forward to, to talking to you and, and being out here and, and any chance to, to do anything with the Texas Rangers here in this greatest offseason in Rangers history. I'm all about it. And uh, it's cool to get to talk to you. Now, this is going to be the first ever Fan Fest sellout tomorrow, right? Correct. Comerica Fan Fest sold out first time ever. Chuck Morgan and his crew, you know, he's a Hall of Famer, but they put this on. We're excited about what's happening. Almost full player participation, uh, autographs, Q&A sessions, and of course, this gym right over here is going to be available oh. for fans to get their picture with Trophy. it. That is Trophy's so cool. Here. I've already had two. I'll probably go for a third or fourth picture this weekend. Yeah. It's, uh, you just can't get enough of it. Have you kissed it? Uh, I have not. Okay. I, it's, I don't think the kissability of that trophy is as much as some other championship trophies. <laughs> speak but for sorry. yourself. Sir. No, I just, I, I just like the, 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 the architecturally, I just don't think it's built for lips. Yeah, it's a little more delicate than, uh, than the Stanley Cup. How, how much has the outlook changed? Like when you win a championship as the chief revenue officer, you're getting sellouts at the Fan Fest. Are all the salespeople like, this is the greatest thing ever? What's that like inside an organization for a guy that, that does your day-to-day? Yeah, I mean, look, this was 52 years in the making, right? And, and for for us to finally bring a championship to our fans and to be able to celebrate that this offseason, but going into next year too. And so you can see it here with Comerica Fan Fest. We're excited about that. We expect that to be the case uh, for, for tickets and games this year too. So we encourage fans to buy tickets early, uh, you know, buy season tickets. That guarantees you opening day. We're on sale with all tickets. Single game tickets are on sale right now except for opening day. We released our promotion schedule last week. We were talking in the break about all the great giveaways, but we've got – 
Really cool giveaways this year. The Evan Carter ALCS catch bobblehead is going to be pretty cool. Mm. The Adolis cartwheel bobblehead is yes, going to be yes. fun. And five ring uh, replica ring giveaways. So fans can go online now, buy tickets for those games. Uh, but season tickets guarantee you opening day. They also guarantee you the opportunity to take part of all-star uh, festivities as well. Now, as a lifelong Ranger fan, a guy that interned here very early in your life and worked your all the way up, but still the, the Ranger passion is beaten inside of you. I can tell from here. How many bobbleheads do you have in your office? <laughs> Actually, since we moved in here, I, I don't have any. I took them all home. We moved out of the old ballpark, but the collection's pretty deep. So. Yeah. Do you have, like, favorite Rangers of all time? Do you get into that? Yeah, Chuck Morgan will laugh at this because uh, the two biggest Juan Gonzalez fans on the planet mm. are Chuck Morgan and myself. Uh, but when Josh Hamilton played there, no better player for four years when he was here, yeah. just watching everything that he did. But how can you not love what, what Corey Seager does for us now and what yeah. he did in the postseason and just seeing all that happen and, you know, spending big on free agency and it actually coming to life. And, you know, somebody asked me last night, we were in an event, what's your favorite moment from the postseason? How could it not be Corey Seager's home run in, yeah. in game one? you know, 40 feet from us right here. Yeah, we will all never forget that moment. Never forget that. Watching from right here. is amazing. You know, I told Spittle before I came on, it was a bold move putting me on after the NFL Hall of Famer. Like, programming-wise, that doesn't seem like maybe the best move. But, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> I think it was a seamless transition. <laughs> Very seamless. I think it was fantastic. Now, I will say, as a uh, fat kid growing up loving baseball, dollar hot dog night was kind of the one I would always circle. Is that a profitable night for you? <laughs> You don't make a lot of money on dollar hot dogs, but, uh, you know, baseball is affordable, right? It's the most affordable of the big four, and uh, we still have a $9 ticket. You can buy a $9 ticket. I like to call that one dollar per inning, right? Yeah. So you can come yes. out, pair that with dollar hot dog night, very affordable That's night. unbeatable right there. It is. Bring what's, the fam. what's the number of fans where you're like, we did it, fist bump, bam, big uh, money tonight? For a game or season? Yeah, any game. Well, sellouts. We want to we want to sell this building out. We Don't want it to be out. loud. We want to have a home field advantage. You saw it in the postseason. Yeah, yeah. That's when we built this place. That's what we thought it would be, right? And and now the fans are seeing that, and we expect that to carry over to the regular season, and and have nights like that all the time where this place is loud and we have a true home field advantage. So how much money does the does the team make on a, on a sellout? <laughs> that depends on the night. Depends on who we're playing. Depends on the night. So, yeah. so tickets really fluctuate on the secondary market big time, but you guys experience that as well internally for a big game, big matchup. It's kind of built into the experience. Yeah, it really is. And, and you know, part of what we want to do, like I said, is just make sure the building's full, whether it's a Tuesday against Detroit or we're playing the Yankees on a Saturday night or, yeah. you know, uh, four games against Houston right out of the shoot, right? It, so. is, it is so much more fun as a fan when the building is rocking and it's full. It makes it feel like the place to be. How many more fans do you expect this year coming off of a season like that? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. You know, we, we obviously have projections. We're looking forward to it. You know, healthy franchises, three million is the number, but that, that's basically a sellout almost every night for us. So, you know, if we can get, uh, you know, if we can get to 2.75 this year, three million somewhere in there, then, then we're happy and Rangers fans are taking advantage of what we've done and part of what we're building. We think the window just opened when you hear CY talk about all this, right? We have a very good team coming back this year. You know, um, all the guys that uh, the position players, you know, are, are all back. And so we're excited about that. We have a good squad. And then we got some guys that will be coming back on the pitching side once the, the season gets going. And so, you know, we, we think that we're opening a window to, to be competitive for a number of years to come. Are you even familiar with uh, just, like, do you even know or understand how 
amazing the mozzarella sticks are here. <laughs> have you have you actually tried them? I don't guess I've had those. No, I'm telling you, the big Globe Life Field. It's yeah. the home of the Rangers, home of the World Series champions, also home of the greatest mozzarella stick in the in the in the great state of Texas. Well, I mean that. I come for the Rangers. I stay for the mod sticks. Well, our uh, our friends at Delaware North Sports Service do a great job for us everywhere here, and I'm glad to hear that the mozzarella sticks are on point. <laughs> I mean, you have the headliners, but I'm telling yeah, you, you have here. you have yeah. the sneaky dominant mozzarella fantastic. stick, man. It's freaking incredible. So thank you. And Hurtado's always crushing it. One thing we had fun with was Section 133 yeah. last year. I yeah. mean, that was amazing for the postseason games. We were hanging out there. We did a 105 through the fan night out yep. here. Did that catch your attention pretty quick? It caught all of our attention, and we're, we're working with those fan groups right now. We put together a package for that section, so you can buy the first six Fridays or the second si- or the last six Fridays of the season, or all 12 if you want, um, you know, to, to make that section what it was and try to get that going every night here. The players loved it. Yeah. The other fans love it. You know, ownership even took notice, so it was great. It was a lot of fun. You guys have created something awesome here. Not, not to go back to the attendance, but the record in 2012, I think, was three and a half mil. We can go over three this year, can't we? Uh, let's, let's get out here. Uh, we'd love to. We'd love to do that. We love all the fan support. You know, coming out here and the fact that it's 72 degrees every night really helps. Yes, uh, so. Sundays have become huge second biggest day, day of the week for us behind Saturdays. And so, yeah, we, we hope we can get there. You know, we love the fan support. We hope we see all the Rangers fans out here this year. Um, and excited for it. Do you ever wake up and text CY like, are we signing Monty today? Question mark. <laughs> Is today the day that Monty comes back? <laughs> I do not. I leave those decisions to him and ownership. So I guess I understand. <laughs> Jim Cochran, chief revenue officer. It would be tempting, though. It would, yes. Like you've got an inside source. At yeah. the fingertip. Yeah. You don't just, like, slide in a take. Like, you know, I think this guy's pretty. <laughs> I'm just looking ahead to the promo schedule here to see why. I mean, I, I just got to schedule this ahead of time. No, I don't. I don't do that. I just leave them to do their job. <laughs> okay, okay. Clearly, they're good at it, right? Yeah. It's a hell of an answer, Jim. Yeah. Go ahead yeah. and ask him a third time, no, chief. Yeah, <laughs> no. But seriously, just give him a take. You know, just fire off an opinion. It's a Jim Cochran, chief revenue officer here. So you got to drive one of the trucks in the parade. I did. Yeah, uh, several of the staff did, and I was fortunate enough to drive the uh, the World Series MVP around. So it was it was a fun day. But seeing that many Rangers fans here in Arlington and just what it meant to everybody and. Even on the, the caravan, we're taking the trophy around. I know we did it with you guys and came over when we announced, uh, yeah. you know, the renewal and extension mm-hmm. of our agreement for 105.3 to fan to, to continue to be uh, the home of the, t- the world champions, right? But yep. when we see what this means to everybody and tears coming down people's face when they see the trophy or when they were at the parade, it was just – it was a day we, we, we thought we'd never see, right? And, and when CY and company came in and, and obviously some of the work that JD and, and that crew did to put this team together – and for us to finally experience that 52 years in the making, it was, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. I'd say the only point of anxiety might be for some fans now is the TV thing. Is that jamming you up? <laughs> a little bit. I mean, ownership's paying attention to that. It's obviously a, a, a big point of contention. And, look, our goal is to, to get to where all of our fans can watch as many games as possible. Um, and so we're, we're working through that process right now, and certainly it's a delicate one, like you mentioned. That Amazon thing looked pretty cool, though. At least another way to access the games for, I think, some fans, right? Yeah, direct-to-consumers, a lot of discussion right now. We'll okay. see what happens as it relates to that, and you know, it's tied up in some bankruptcy stuff right okay. now, and so we'll, we'll see how, the, you know, hopefully we'll have some clarity, and it's, it's what our staff's been working on. What, what is the state of cable revenue across just any sport in general? Is this something we're relying on or, or teams are looking at? Because it's... You know, it's, it's how we get the game, so it's a huge thing for fans. Yeah, and it's a, it's a big revenue stream, and that's why this was such an issue for the NHL, the NBA, and yeah. certainly for us as well. 
And, you know, look, baseball, we play every night. That's original programming every night in the summertime. It's valuable. It's, you know, it's, it's original reality television, right? Yeah. And yes. so it is, but, uh, you know, those fans, if they can't get it this year, then uh, they've got a great place to come listen to a That's Hall of right. Famer, right? And a, and a great crew that does a great job for you yes. guys each every night. No wonder Gavin Spittle likes you so much. <laughs> get, get mentions in like that for us. Okay. Well, I, you know, how much of a difference does this stadium make? Oh, you it's know? huge. It's yeah. huge. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, um, we were talking the other day, MLB requires you to play games in the afternoon on Sundays so that the ESPN game is the only game at night. And at the old place, you know, that, that was tough to do. Sometimes yeah. we, we called that fan cruelty, you know. Yes. You know, you buy a ticket. Can you sit out there for nine innings when it's 102? Very loyal fans. And, yeah, and so we come over here, and it's, you know, it's 72 degrees every night. And, you know, I know there's some nights that fans wish maybe the roof was open, and there's other things that play into that uh, outside of just the temperature. But uh, it's a great building. When we can open the roof, it's fantastic. But certainly, you know, in July and August when it's closed and it's 72 degrees every night, it's a fantastic place to watch baseball. The players love it. Um, and so it's been a big benefit to us. Okay, Jim Cochran, uh, uh, Chief Revenue Officer here with your, your Texas Rangers, who's broadcast at the Globe. Okay, the only other question, and, I, you know, it's always awkward talking about money and who's spending what and this, but it's sports, right? And that's what we do on the radio is how much is, is our owner going to do as far as getting players in. Spent a lot over the last two years, came down a little bit, understandably. The payroll is already huge. How are we doing in that department as far as financial commitment from, uh, from ownership and revenue coming in that, that would encourage him to, to keep on spending? Yeah, look, the commitment from ownership's been there. You've seen it the last mm-hmm. two off-seasons, you know, spending what we did on the middle infield and then on the pitching staff last year. So there's no question, commitment to ownership. We moved into a new building, and that provides additional funds to do things like that. And so, you know, uh, and then between ownership and CY, they decide, hey, what, what's a competitive team to put out on the field this year? supplement from the farm system you know you probably saw from mlb we've got the number two and three prospect with evan carter and wyatt langford yeah so we've you know we've got a very good farm system it's going to be producing as well and and uh you know helping us as we continue to try to go back to back which hadn't been done in more than 20 years wow that would be special that's what we're hoping for we were watching wyatt langford down here earlier just doing some practice before they got everything set up that is that just watching him walk around a baseball diamond is enough to get me excited yeah. yeah, and it was fortunate, you know, we were able to move up in the draft the way the new CBA set mm-hmm. up. And so, you know, the guys made a great pick in Wyatt. And, you know, and, and look, we've got other young guys here, too, with Josh Young and, of course, Evan Carter being here and Leodi. You know, we've got a very young team, and then the, the pitching, you know, comes from the minor eventually, too. We've got some good young arms as well. And so we're excited about that. And that's why we think that for the next several years, um, we're, we're in good shape to compete to continue to win championships. Outside of the four-letter words, what comes to mind when you think of the Houston Astros? <laughs> Put me on the spot on that one, huh? Yeah, competitive. I mean, look, that's been a good rivalry, and for the longest time, neither of the teams were good at the same yeah. time. And right? now it's the best rivalry in baseball. And now, now it's great. And, and, you know, going through that seven-game series where neither home you know, fan base went home happy because the road team won every game, it's right? Unreal. Yeah. So that, that's what rivalries are made of. They're really made when you play in the postseason, right? Yeah. And so being able to do that and, and you know, kind of get it going. And, look, they've got a good squad, too, and it, it'll be a battle as we go through the, the West this year. But, you know, um, as much as we want to bring this trophy back, too, let's get the silver boot back here, too. Let's do it. Yeah, that sounds like a plan to me. Jim Cochran, Chief Revenue Officer, Texas Rangers, thank you so much for your time. 
And uh, if there's anything we can do for you, just let us know. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Fan Fest tomorrow is sold out, but fans can uh, buy season tickets, individual game tickets, and we look forward to seeing everybody out here at Globe Life Field. There he goes, Jim Cochran. Your beast, Jim. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Salute. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you. Right on. Uh, I heard you were a Tolo. Now I know it's a fact, Jack. All righty. Uh, when we come back, live Globe Life Field in Arlington home of the World Series champions. Woolchuck's going to give you a little bit of around the bases and pay off on his top 10 at 420 as well. That's coming up next right here. The G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Thank you, Lucius. Thanks to Jim Cochran, lifelong Rangers fan. Ended up being the most important sales dude on the Texas Rangers. Chief Revenue Officer joined us. We talked all the business stuff of being a World Series champion and where they go from here. We did not have time to get to Woolchuck's top 10 at 420. I think he's going to deliver it right here and, and possibly a proper round tripper. Here he is, Zach with an H, your Wooly Bully. Thank you very much, General. Yeah, let's KMC style this up. Let's combo platter this. I'm going to give you some uh, around the bases, some Ranger and MLB news, and then we'll slide into our top 10, which is on National Spouse Day, the top 10 TV couples. What's your favorite TV couple as the rain starts to pour down here in Arlington and Brian Broaddus is modeling his beautiful umbrella. I got my umbrella for the 12 loads. And That's the Scout. Scout was checking the weather. He he was looking at the hourly, and he and he saw this was going to be wet one situation. Yeah, not a good one. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you get the phlegm out of your throat and then tell us what you want to tell us? Okay, just go away. Why don't you just go away? He is angry today. He's just be a damn professional, and then you can start bragging about your umbrella, okay? We do have big news, though, guys. <laughs> we were given awards earlier. <laughs> I was bragging, and all of a sudden I get choked up. Scout, scout, we're looking at the I was scouting the weather. It's official. Chris Young has I announced. You every day. Janko, Travis Jankowski <laughs> is coming back, He's baby. Back. Yes. The Rangers are bringing back Travis Jankowski. Of course, a World Series hero. Was tremendous for much of the regular season. A plug-and-play guy, utility man in the outfield. Glue. Glue Janko, guy. Glue guy. Glue guy. Janko coming back. We do a have glue interview. A great interview, man. Janko's yeah. awesome. He's got to be one of those guys when we go out there. Uh, surprise for spring training. we got to get Janko in the clubhouse. Restroom revelation. Him and Hedgie, well, like I, I went into the building like during the parade. That's right. Yeah. Oh, him, that's and, right. him and Heggie were just as hammered as I was. And we were all kind of standing there, and I was listening to their conversation. All right, we'll, <laughs> ask, we'll ask. How much was consumed by you and Hedgie? Did they? Hedgie, uh, 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 right? Hedgie, yeah. yeah. Hedgie, Hedgie. Not, not, not our very own Kevin Hagelin of the yeah. KNC Masterpiece I baseball I said show Hedgie. record. Did I say Hagee? No, 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 he I, was saying oh, Hagee. No, I – Okay. Uh, no, but my question, my I've question had for you right now. My question there's for you. There's going to be a fight on the dirt tonight. My question for you, Broadus. <laughs> simply, not let you over there. I'm going to get knocked down like Don Zimmer. When, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go after Chief, and he's just going to sidestep me. And I'm just boom, on the ground. When, when, uh, when, when you walked in, when you drunkenly barreled into a Globe Life Field bathroom on Championship Ranger Parade Day, and you saw yeah. Hedgie and Janko urinating near each other, I'm curious. Was it next? To, did they? Did they? Did they leave I, any? I, Spaces or were they side by side, they were, shoulder to shoulder? They were side by side. Yeah. I went one in between. That's friend. That's that's the bond, that's championship yeah. level bonding right there. Was, that, I, that's the sign of a good clubhouse. When I walked in, I'm like, "Hey guys!" <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, how's it going?" Let's go. <laughs> I losing their balance. Oh, we were all we were a together. mess. God, uh, we were a mess. If you did miss it, Rangers signed yesterday, and about this time we were talking about it. They've added David Robertson, veteran reliever, righty. Uh, and on a one-year, eleven to twelve million dollar contract, that's a so commitment there for one year. Yeah, he's a guy that had an eighty-two point four save percentage, which was higher than what Will Smith or Aldis Chapman or Jose Leclerc had last year. Had a one point seven WAR. 
Uh, he's kind of a, you know, the cutter, it seems like the Rangers are big when it comes to their bullpen on the cutters, and he's a guy that does specialize in that. I was listening to Baskey earlier, not really a, a fastball guy, but I think he does have a variety of pitches, which you don't often see from relievers. So I'm excited to see what the 15-year veteran can do here with the Rangers. You needed another arm in that bullpen, and he will uh, go ahead with Kirby Yates and be two guys that have been offseason additions for them. And they Let's made go. a trade today for uh, a minor leaguer, Tyler Owens, as they traded J.P. Oh, Martinez Atlanta, right? to Atlanta, yes, to get Tyler Owens. And Tyler Owens is a guy that in 61 and a thirds has a 3-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio, allowed just five homers in the minors last year. Atlanta so develops pitchers. They Th- do. This might work for us. It could. It could T-O absolutely too. work. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're looking forward Let's to go. that. And uh, the team the Rangers beat in the World Series, the Arizona Diamondbacks today, signed Jock Peterson to a one-year deal. So the reigning NIL champs signing Jock Peterson, uh, who, of course, debuted in 2014, spent time with the Cubs, won a World Series championship with the Braves, uh, and has spent time with the Giants as well. He's now going to go to Arizona, be a member of the D-backs. So there's some news for you. Uh, as we went around the bases with your Rangers, now let's slide into our top 10 here. Usually at 420, we'll slide and give it to you at 450, will you? It's National Spouse Day. So I've got oh. the top 10 best husband and wife TV couples. Hmm. When I say TV couple. Doug Heffernan and, um, gosh dang it, I can't remember her name now. Carrie. Doug and Carrie Heffernan. Doug and Carrie For Heffernan. King of Queens. King of Queens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were fucking, yeah. she was just always on his case, and he's just, you know, goofball. Goofball His truck driver. Were fun. I did yeah. love Kitty. He was a UPS Red. driver, right? Uh, well, was a service, mail basically. service. Yeah, yeah basically. Service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they couldn't really go with yeah, exactly. whatever it was. I loved uh, Kitty and Red Foreman. Those, oh, those they were, were definitely oh. the leaders in the clubhouse for me. Amen. They were hilarious. Good call. Yeah. Kitty and Red were great. <laughs> Any others that you wanted to throw out there? You know. Uh, Ray Ray Romano okay. and his wife, uh, whose name I also everybody am forgetting. Everybody loves Raymond. Yes, everybody loves Raymond. Was and she fantastic. circled back in another comedy a few years uh, back, and it's not. I think it was, man, in the middle or something. The middle, maybe Ma- it was Malcolm. The middle, not Malcolm in the middle. I think it was just called the middle because it was in Indianapolis, like Midwestern state. But another good show. The, the fan text will help me out here. Lucius, did you have any uh, TV couples? That spring to mind when we talk about this subject? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dwayne Wade and not Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wayne <laughs> and Whitley Gilbert. Yeah. Uh, Harriet and Carl. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Pam and Tommy. That's from Martin right there. Because everybody sees Martin and Gina, but Tam and Pam, uh, uh, Pam and Tommy had a little secret thing going on. Ooh. Uncle Phil, Vivian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle Jesse and Aunt Becky, because he lived with like three dudes. Oh, yeah. She was on television and she was still, you know, down with him. <laughs> That's true, man. That's a great point. He Honor- had the sauce. He did have the sauce. Honorable mentions we've got Bernie Mac and Wanda in the Bernie Mac show. Uh, certainly, I mean, rest in peace, Bernie Mac. I mean, you were an absolute beast, dude. We love you. Uh, we do have Ray and Deborah Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond. There we go. There Deborah. On here. He was the, a sports writer, right? Barone. Yes. He was a sports writer. Yeah. Yes, he was. Uh, the Huxtables from the Cosby Show. Oh, the Huxtables. Yep. Uh, Bob's Burgers characters, Bob and Linda Belcher, Pam and Jim from The Office, Eric and Tammy Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Those are your honorable mentions. So if you're the if you're the Belchers, like you literally are, you, you translate to the Burps. Mm-hmm. You're fa- you, you're you're the Burps family. But she's fitting for them. If you've ever seen the show, I don't really remember. Yeah. <laughs> Number ten, we got Homer and Marge. Imagine Simpson. that. Oh, they're barely a couple. Yeah, you don't see them together much. No, they have some scenes in bed, I suppose. It's accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is accurate. Number nine is Hal and Lois from Malcolm in the Middle. 
Oh, okay. There are we the, go. They're great. Are the, are the bunkers going to so be awesome. this thing? I don't know if they are. Archie actually. Bunker and Edith Bunker? They might be. Brian Cran- Cranston was was typecast as that dad. He could not get out of it until Walt White. Dude, Walter yeah. White changed. And he says that he changed his career. But it's it funny. Did. I think I saw him and uh, Aaron Paul, Jesse Pinkman, were together out at dinner. And Frankie Munez walked in. And went to say hello no to Brian way. Cranston, and it was just—it was such a great. Moment. I saw that the two too. Of them together, it was a heartwarming and situation. And looks like he hasn't even aged. Yes. A, a second since that show, it's crazy. Are so, you more Rachel and Ross guy or, or Chandler Bing and, and the Courtney Cox uh, character? Uh, Monica, yeah, yeah, I think Chandler and Monica are more of the TV couple because Ross and Rachel were never really together all the time. Yeah. You know, I think you were rooting for them as a fan. Like one season, I think. Yeah, maybe. and then the, at the yeah. end, I guess they get back together. I'm from that era where they had all these family TV shows, and they and I can't remember any of these. People. I think some of them you'll you'll like we'll, the, we'll the Cunninghams, up. like from uh, Happy Days and stuff like that. Oh, that's that. good. Yeah, yeah. Philip and Vivian Banks, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, coming okay. at number eight. They were great. Here we go. Dick Van Dyke Show. Rob and Laura Petrie. They come in at number seven. That, that one's definitely one that I'm sure rings a bell for you. Yep. How about the Jeffersons, George and Louise Jefferson? Yes. Come in at number six. Number five, we've got Lucy and Ricky Ricardo. Oh, see, how did I? F- I love Lucy. Damn. That's a good one. Yeah. Number four is Ben Wyatt and Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec. People love Parks and Rec, man. It is a funny show. Number three is Monica and Chandler from Friends. There you go, General. Two is Claire and Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. Another one. People just wow. love Modern Family. I think that might be a little high, but, hey, Modern Family is going to put them up there. Never seen it, but I have seen a clip that goes around where they're, like, bi- they're like riding bikes, and then the new smoke show lady who's just divorced is riding her bike or whatever, and then they cross paths, and it's like a 45-second interaction that's hysterical. Dude, the show is funny. I mean, I never watched it religiously. I certainly have not seen every episode, but sometimes my family was watching it, so I'd sit down and watch it with them, and it was always entertaining. It's yeah. a good show. But number one, best husband and wife TV couple, Morticia and Gomez Adams. Oh, the Adams. the Adams family. Oh, damn. So there's your top ten and around the bases for today. Nice work, Wolchuk. I always wanted to make uh, that I Dream a Genie gal my wife. You know what I mean? Yeah, Barbara Eden. S- smoking gal, sultry, yeah. back yeah. in the 60s and 70s. Plus, she could do magic. Yeah. Know? She uh, she was an actual Major genie. Nelson. What was yeah. Major Nelson thinking all the time? He's like, Nah, I'm not into this. That Major <laughs> Healy. Idiot. That Major Healy yeah. was into it. He Sounds had national like a, security to keep him. Yeah, keep him on task. Yeah, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this, and I'll co-sign everything you said, Dawson. Barbara Barbara yeah. Eden's the actress. Is she was the? Yeah. I mean, it was so crazy because he would come home to a very modest house. Yeah, it's like, dude, you got a genie. Yeah, go ahead, get your mansion. Yeah, get the Lambo or whatever the equivalent is. And he, he wanted, he wanted nothing to do with that. He didn't want the genie. He no. didn't want. He didn't want the handout. He didn't want the free lunch. No, he, in the bag. he was. He was. A, he tried to be a hard working astronaut guy. Yeah. A military man right yeah. there. He didn't have time for your shenanigans. He yeah. was just trying to look out for a gal in distress that he found on the beach. Lieutenant Dumbass. Yes, yeah, sir. Football's <laughs> finest coming up next. Where Lieutenant are we going dumbass. with that, Eric? We'll get you set for conference title weekend and one secret to success versus motion offenses next year in the nation. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.